Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing we can promise you is that our conversation will be less than fascinating, so you can feel free to drift off and sleep as you hear the sounds of the sirens in the background. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and... I am currently taping this podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia, and I have a very special guest with me, David Radford. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Thank you. I've known David for years. He's an accomplished performer and director and writer. And if you want to check out some of his projects, you can go to bringingyouthestars.com. And we'll put that up on our podcast so that you can just click on it. Welcome, David. Thank you very much. Now, we both share a love for writing mm-hmm. and writing utensils. Mm-hmm. Tell me about pencils. Mm. Well, um, I do most of uh, all of my, basically all of my writing in pencil. So when I, pencil and paper is how you, how you do your writing? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah, everything. Uh, I start with a small notebook. I'm, I move to a larger notebook. And then eventually uh, I'll move to the computer. But uh, it to always type it out. begins in pencil. In pencil. That's yeah. fascinating. And I was never uh, somebody who worked in pen, even when I was in school. Okay. I never liked that. Um, I was never going to be uh, into calligraphy. Okay. And I, I liked to go back and erase, I guess, as a kid. I see. And then what I like most about pencils sure. is the fact that um, when you have an idea for a project, when you actually get the idea flowing, and you'll write it, you'll notice you write lighter, but as soon as the idea starts to form, you start to depress onto the paper and the writing becomes thicker. And so, so when you, you go like, back, like deeper and Yeah, and exactly. So when when that happens, mm-hmm. um, when that happens, you know what parts of your writing have actually hit. Have when you go back and you edit, when you when you reread what you've written, there it is. There so it is. There's a sense, there it is. There's like a sensory, sensoriness to your writing, and you can immediately spot where your your thought was very 
cohesive Absolutely. and very direct. Oh, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Now, do you prefer a particular type of pencil? Yeah, I'm not um, someone who knows uh, a lot about uh, many different kinds of okay. pencils. I know Ticonderoga, I know the Statler, I well, know the That's Dixon. already more than what I know. So let's let's tell me about the first one that you mentioned. Uh, Ticonderoga. I, I'm imagining um, it's an Asian pencil of some sort. Cause it, the name. Well, I, I've just worked with them, but okay. I don't really know their history. The one that I know the most yes. is the Blackwing Ooh. And the Blackwing is an American-made pencil, and a lot of people call it the greatest pencil in the world. Really? Mm. And why is that? What makes it the greatest pencil in the world? Okay, so it starts in 1939, and there was a gentleman who was uh, working for Ebhart Faber Pencil Company. Of course. Of course, as, as they do. And uh, decided to create a pencil that had... Um, a mixture of graphite and wax and clay in a perfect combination of chemistry so that when the pencil is sharpened and when you're writing with it, it keeps its point longer. So uh, as you're writing with it, uh, it keeps the point for quite a long time. I see. And but it's very, very soft. It writes like butter. So in other words, when you're let's say, on a roll, you don't have to stop mid-thought, mid-writing to sharpen the pencil because it stays longer. Exactly. Uh, so that would make a great quality pencil, especially for someone like yourself who's a writer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And because of its writing style, it writes It writes like butter. It's, right. it's really uh, fluid. And so that's why they came up with the slogan that's written on every pencil. Okay. I need to know what the slogan is. Half the pressure, twice the speed. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of this pencil, but yeah. now I need to get one because <laughs> if it writes like butter yeah. and it has that slogan on it, you know it's a great... Are they expensive, these pencils? Okay. Well, there's a bit of a story with that um, that goes from the 1930s right up to 1998. And so Ebhard Faber was making this pencil. Mm-hmm from the 1930s up until 1998. By 1998, there was a machine that crimped the ferrule. Oh. Now, the ferrule is the top of the pencil where the eraser is. I see. Oh, that's the top of the pencil. Okay. Yes. Normally, you'll notice when you buy a pencil mm -hmm. in the store, they're round. The ferrule is round. Right. Um, but on the Blackwing 602, I'm going to just write this down. Yeah. Black wing. Yeah. 602. Yeah. Okay. The ferrule is flat like mm. that. And so there was a machine that used to crimp the ferrule. I see. And it broke. And they decided they didn't want to fix it. And so at 1998, in 1998, um, Black wing 602s went out of existence. No. They stopped being made. Now... People started to collect them. Right, Boxes. because they become a rare, rare item. Right. And if you're someone who loves to write and use pencils... With this great pencil, uh, it's, it was something that was coveted. It was collected in uh, boxes, in, and there would be 20 pencils to a box. It, it sounds each. like it's the 
king of pencils yes. or the pencil of kings. Yes, <laughs> yes. And they would start to go up in price and up in price wow. to every single pencil was 50 to a hundred dollars. That's what people were willing to pay wow. for one pencil. Wow. Yeah. And so bring us to where the 602 is now today. Mm. The Blackwing, right? The Blackwing 602. There's a uh, company mm -hmm. that decided to bring it back. Wow. And so in 2010, they started to experiment uh, to bring back the exact chemistry of the wax, graphite, and clay mixture. And so the company is called Palomino. Yes. And Palomino brought back the Blackwing. Now their first incarnation was not exactly right. And okay. they had a lot of people write in and say, no, it's not right yet. And the, the fact that they wanted feedback was amazing. Sure. And then next, um, they decided to uh, do better and brought out the Blackwing 602. The pa this time, not Ebhart and Faber, but Palomino Blackwing 602. And, and David has just given me his Palomino Blackwing 602. Do you mind if I try it? Oh, please. I, I'm going to just write a few things. Oh, yes. I can, f I can certainly... I know what you mean by it writes like butter. It certainly has a lovely um, flow to it. It and does. Usually when you speak about flows, you, you, you speak about the pen because the pen will have a ball on the end and it'll have a particular flow. So I've never, I've never really realized that a pencil can have a flow. And you know how some pencils can actually pull on the paper so it gives you that sort of... Um, staticky feel. This one does not have that, and it has a really lovely um, color to it mm -hmm. as it comes out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful writer. Mm -hmm. I I recommend it. Um, I have many. My wife buys them for me all the time. So um, there's all different kinds of Palomino black wings now because of the popularity. And of course you don't have to spend 50 right. to a hundred dollars a when, pencil. When anymore. you say there's all kinds, meaning there's different types of, uh, yeah. of black yeah, wings? So, so they've, they tried to perfect the black wing 602 and they mm -hmm. did. And right. I think it's, uh, on par with the original writer. And then, uh, from there they've, they increased, the chemistry I of see. the wax mm -hmm. clay and so there's a black wing pearl oh. which is a beautiful pencil um uh, completely in, instead of having this sort of bluish uh dark shark skin color to yeah. the pencil it's white completely okay. pure white it's a lovely looking pencil as well so there's a black black wing there's this sort of bluish gray shark skin like uh black wing for the 602 there's a black wing pearl which is the white and then there are even more um there are very special volumes black wings that have come out really? just recently okay 
Um, one of them is the 725, which looks a lot like Bob Dylan's guitar, the sunburst color. Okay. That's done on the outside yes. of the pencil. Yes, you can picture and it. And 725, I believe, is July 25th of 1965 when he, the famous Bob Dylan performance and they've named that pencil after that I see okay a very flashy uh, pencil um, the, the pencil you use when you want to get noticed exactly right? the pencil you bring out when people are around or when you need to sign something I guess in front of uh, absolutely the yeah. absolutely now the opposite to that Okay. Is the Blackwing 211. Now I the just, Black I just need to write this down. Yes, sure. Blackwing 211. Yeah. So the 211 is completely opposite. It doesn't have a color. So it's very plain. It mm -hmm. has that cedar look to it. Oh, yes. I love that. I yeah. love that. So it looks it's, like the most natural. Pencil. And that's exactly what they were going okay. for. The John Muir mm -hmm. um, it was an, John Muir was a um, an environmentalist and a poet right. in the United States, and they named the 211 after the 211 miles of the Yosemite Trail that he used to travel when writing his poetry, when writing when writing in general. That's fascinating. So um, that's your naturalistic pencil. So and that's the one you you. Uh, you don't take to any conventions. Right, That's right. the one when you're in the woods and you're by yourself and you're sketching birds or perhaps mm -hmm. you're writing your own poetry. That's the pencil you You, you can connect with nature with the 211. Exactly. And is the wood cedar wood? Yes. Oh, and yeah, see, the most high-quality cedar. See, and there's something about holding a cedar wood pencil. I've had the fortune of doing that because it have, it has a softness, a tooth to it when you hold it, when you feel uh, the grip of a, of a cedar. And cedar has such a pleasant aroma too. Mm -hmm. So I imagine when you sharpen that particular pencil, you're going to get the um, scent of the cedar. The smell of these pencils mm -hmm. is another sensory um, uh, thing. I don't know what a better word to describe it at sure, the moment, but sure. uh, the smell of the pencils are fantastic. I mean, David, that just, that just gives me pause because I'm here in beautiful Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, where, you know, pine trees, cedar trees Absolutely. are plenty. So this for me is the pencil that I need to find mm -hmm. while I'm here in Vancouver so that I can bring it back home to mm -hmm. Toronto and show people I have the 211. Mm. Well, you'll have to order it. That's oh. the only unfortunate thing, oh, no. is it's the Cedar Company in the United States, and you order them, but then they send them in a nice, beautiful package to your home, oh, well, then. and you can unwrap it and imagine that you're still here now, in Vancouver. Let me ask you this. Yes. Obviously, we can tell the pencil, very important to you. This is your preferred pencil, correct? Mm -hmm. How important is the eraser for you? Okay. My only criticism mm -hmm. to the Blackwing is the eraser is not as effective as it could be. Right. So I use a separate eraser. Oh, I see. Though the, in a pinch, the sure. nice thing about the Blackwing, even though the eraser isn't as, as high quality as maybe it should be, sure. 
The nice thing about mm -hmm. it is in this flat ferrule, when the eraser runs down, you can then pop it out and extend the eraser and then put it back in again so that you have more eraser. Well, you know, it's interesting. Now, for our listeners, mm -hmm. David just pulled the eraser out of its ferrule and it has like a little um, sort of metal um, cramp or something yes. that he was able to adjust where the pencil is. Because I recall in grade school, you would get those yellow pencils. Yes. And of course, when you're in grade school, you're going to mess up. I'm going to make an R backwards. I still do that to this day, but, <laughs> you know, especially when I was nine, let's say, and you would use your pencil to erase it. And those yellow school pencils, the eraser would either snap mm -hmm. or you'd get to the end and then all of a sudden you'd have the metal part and you'd try to erase and you'd rip the paper or you'd make that horrible sound and um, you'd have to use your molars to sort of bite on the ferrule mm. to kind of squish the remaining, or I did anyways, um, squish the remaining part of the eraser that was left in the ferrule out so you could kind of use it. But then it'd be wet with saliva and it would just make a mess. It was not fun. No. Why I didn't have this brilliant uh, Palomino Blackwing uh, is beyond it's... me. I may have been a fantastic person who sketches or a better poet, let's say, had I had that as a child. So I recommend if you are a parent and your child is in grade school and you want to give your children a little one up in the creative department, you get them this kind of a pencil and they will never forget it. You're right. Mm -hmm. um, some of the famous people that your child could emulate or become mm -hmm. that used oh, the Blackwing. So this is going to be very interesting. Yeah. These, are, these are famous people who use the Blackwing, Blackwing pencil. Steinbeck, oh. Stephen Sondheim, wow. and Chuck Jones. For all of everybody who has children will know the Warner Brothers cartoons and Chuck Jones. There would have been no Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck without the Blackwing well, 602. Well, these aren't just celebrities. These are masters. So masters. These are masters. These, this is the pencil of masters. I, I correct what I said previously. This isn't the pencil of kings. This is the pencil of masters. And that's just a totally different thing. Because one's born a king. It doesn't mean you have talent. But a master is the top of their field. Yes. So that's that's... There have been um, Disney animators mm -hmm. that have been asked when they're, um, have passed on, that when their loved ones are with, are at the funeral, that they are uh, buried with a Blackwing 602. There you go. Amazing. Sure. Um, a love for drawing from life to death. Um, they're, yes, it's just amazing. It's so I would imagine, David, it would never be wrong to gift you a Blackwing. You would always be happy. Like, I could buy you a Mont Blanc pen that costs thousands of dollars, or I could get you a couple of Blackwing, and I feel like you would be just as happy. Absolutely right. Because I'm, we said this on a previous episode that I am, I love using pens. I love, there's a pen that I'm in search of. It's a Japanese Pentel pen that you oh, can't like find it. anywhere in North America. I've tried. I found it in France a couple of times. Every time I go there, I buy a handful of these pens. Uh, they write so beautifully. 
and um, I went to Japan once and I found it everywhere since then you know a pen will only last so long haven't found another and I long for that pen so you may have convinced me to turn to the pencil now because I use that 602 and it was just brilliant let's talk paper mm -hmm. I love paper mm -hmm. and my what's your favorite I'm glad you asked that because first of all my co-host Nitty can attest to this I have a addiction to journals mm. I buy so many journals because I love the feel of certain papers and then I don't use these journals and I have these journals in my home and my wife Amanda will always say you cannot buy any more journals you can't you have so many but there's something I love about journals now for me what's key when when you're dealing with paper is it has to have a nice feel to it mm -hmm. it has to feel sort of like a satin and it has to have the proper tooth and the tooth is the depression that you make when mm -hmm. you write on certain paper and the other thing that's important is I prefer lined paper and if it's lined paper the color of the lines that they use uh, has to be well done mm -hmm. it can't be wavy or some unstraight no. have you seen that yes and so my favorite paper in all the world is from France and it's called Claire Fontaine mm. and if you haven't received a cahier which is a notebook uh, from Claire Fontaine I suggest you don't walk you run and find one they're not easy to find oh I gotta again. write that down yeah you have to go to a particular store that has this paper um, or these journals and oftentimes it's a one of these really lovely stores will have it and sometimes you'll go into these lovely sort of stationary stores and I'll ask do you have Claire Fontaine and they're like never heard of it and then I just turn around on my heels and walk out because if they don't know what Claire Fontaine is then they're not the stationary store for me that's for sure what about you what kind of paper do you enjoy well, um, I've never uh, been a big fan of the... I like notebooks as well. Okay. And I've, I have that same problem, or I, I used to have that problem more of not using them enough, um, um, being afraid to mark them up. Mm -hmm. But I've gotten over it, and I'm using more and more notebooks now. Um, one that I don't like very much um, is the moleskin. I know oh. that moleskin's very popular and with it's people. Not cheap. They're so not cheap. There you go. But I'm not a big fan. Okay. I find that the paper is quite thin, right? And so somehow the quality of the paper doesn't match what I like. Fair enough. I've also tried the stone paper, okay. paper that's made of stone, and that has is almost too. <laughs> for lack of a better mm -hmm. word, heavy. Okay. And so the um, pencil doesn't really want to work. Perhaps pen would work better with that paper. I see. But I've never been a big fan of that either. Um, one type of notebook that I like mm -hmm. is a high-quality, small notebook that you can fit in, the, in your shirt pocket oh. or your back pocket. Okay. Um, the one that I prefer is called Field Notes. 
And I like them because of their size. Yes. I like them. It's, they're not hardcover. They're soft. They're crinkly like a comic book could fit in your back pocket. Yes. I've, see, I've seen Field Note before. Yes. I, I actually think I have one in my, mm -hmm. in my uh, backpack. I see you have one in front of you. Yes. So this is uh, one that I'm currently working on. Yes. Um, there's, oh, not many, there's not many pages to mm -hmm. a Field Notes, but that's... Perhaps that's a downside, but yeah, there's this particular field notes mm -hmm. that uh, that I'm using has a graph paper. And do you prefer the graph paper? I'm actually moving from line okay. to, and I have graph, mm -hmm. but I've actually moved into the dot format, oh. which I really like. Really? Yeah. Other, um, there's line, graph, and dot, mm -hmm. and somehow I've gravitated more towards the dot format. See, now... now I don't have a journal yet that has the dots, and now that's something I have to have in my collection of journals that I never write in, is the dot one, because now... I didn't uh, think I would be someone who liked that, but it seems... Yeah, uh, it's quite amazing what... You, you, you love what you love. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no question what you love. And, uh, but I'm fond of the field notes mm -hmm. because of its size, mm -hmm. because of its thinness, and I find that field notes holds together quite well. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it's because that they put three staples instead of maybe two, yeah. or the stitching. Mm -hmm. um, the, the small notebooks that have stitching maybe don't last as long, but there's something about the 48-page the a memo book with three stitches that really works it for me. It's, for some, it's something that is easy to carry and you can make quick, fast brain dumps, which is of course okay. um, if you're traveling on the bus or um, if you're canoeing or if sure. you're in the woods or if you're doing your signings at conventions right. with your fabulous Blackwing 725, perhaps you need to make quick brain dump sure. of a new idea and that's what I find the field notes are great for from there I would probably transfer any ideas mm -hmm. that I had from the field notes into a, a larger notebook is that where the refinement comes in yes okay yes yeah that's where I would but I would still do my second copy in pencil because I love it so much and it's only when I get to a third copy a third draft that I start to actually um, put it on to the computer by typing it. Well, there you go. I have to say that our conversation today was very refined. Mm. And David, I want to thank you for being part of the Insomnia Project. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, for letting us know about pencils, uh, erasers, and of course, the type of paper that you like. We're recording today's podcast from Vancouver. Thank you once again. As always, The Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions. We hope you listen and sleep.